broadcasting from the greater Philadelphia area and various locations across the U.S., this is unofficial remote. The good, the not so good, the glorious, and the bull. Real talk about working remotely. And we are your hosts, Jeff and Kim. Kind of going back a little bit, you'd, uh, I know from previous conversations that we had, this is well before this all hit, but you'd mentioned that you wanted to go remote and work more remote with your company. Oh, yeah. And you kept hitting roadblocks and stuff. So how long had you been approaching them until this hit for uh, remote work? Oh, gosh, for a while, you know. Yeah. Um, it sounded I, like it had been a while. It has. It has. Even before I started this new position, it, like again, in, in June, it'll be two years for this new department. Um Prior to that, you know, in my old role, my my previous boss was just a, a very hard stickler of like, if you're well enough to, to work from home, you're well enough to come in. And it's like, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. like I get what you're saying, but at the same time, yeah. yeah. And and I'm not to harp on it. We had a coworker who was diagnosed with a um a, a an illness, and she was able to work from home. And every morning, it's like, is she going to show up? We don't know. But she worked from home, and she still does to this day. And she's going strong. I mean, Lord willing, she can keep going. But she was able to work from home. And I almost wanted to be like, and I would never, ever say this to my old boss, be like, well, yeah, you let her you work from home. Well, I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to be a bitch. I'm not going to be Even though everybody is thinking. Although, it's a great example. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you can't play the card. But yeah. under COVID-19, yeah, Dan, well, Ken. Right? And and it's just, I think what's happening is that it's really proving to the company, as well as thousands of other companies, just how much can be done from home. More and if you, so, if you can't yeah. handle working remote, your work will show it. Yep. You know, like, that's the other thing, like, you, you, you have to to you have to do your job and you'll find out just how much people are doing at home when the numbers come back and they're like well you used to process 20 and now you're only processing 10 so what's going on was that their concern when you approached them or did they have a list of concerns why they didn't want you to to go remote or did they just shut the whole conversation down they're like yeah no real excuse well you know when we have meetings you have to be present and you know, when I went here yeah. and now that I've been home for so long and it's like, but here, here's the deal. Like our designers, most of them that work on our projects are remote. And so when we're sharing screens, it's the same thing. If we were in the building sharing a screen with them. So now we're at home. Yeah. Guess what? Sharing a screen with them. That's that good old boy mentality. It is. Yep. You know, we, Jeff and I worked on we worked together at you know a company for for several years and as a team we all read a book called the decision maker and it was um some of it was like eh, i'm not sure about that but the premise of it was a trust the hiring process mm-hmm. you've done your due diligence to, to hire for the culture of your team mm-hmm. but the second part of that is that the, the current model of, of management and running a business is that we treat employees as if they are children if not given the appropriate oversight, they will do the wrong thing. Yeah. When in fact, what you've done is you've hired a team of adults that, and, and if they have buy-in to the mission of the company, not only will they not fail you, they will go above and beyond to make sure that you mm-hmm. as a company are successful. Mm-hmm. But that, but that, that good old boy mentality, it, you know, it, it's based on just antiquated ideas of what that business should look like. And that's one of the things that those of us that have been working remotely for several years are kind of like really looking at 
is that all of these good old boy, you know, companies mm-hmm. forced into this, you know, unexpectedly working remotely, they can't shut down that conversation now going nope. forward. Mm-hmm. You know, so what what have you been doing since you've been working remotely? What have, if anything, have you been doing to use this time to, to make the case for that when they call you back? You know, um, please don't make me drive two more hours every day. That, no, yeah. <laughs> but I am. I'm saving over two and a half hours of time of, of being in my car, being unable to do anything. That's a lot. It's a lot. And, I, and I know that it's my choice to have moved so far away. I get it. I get mm. it. But at the same time, come on. You have people literally that do three million times more work than I do that live remote. Anyway, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be too much of a hard play just because so we we try every it's either once a month or every few weeks we meet with our our my coworker and I's bosses and our big boss and the five of us have like a little 30 minute happy hour how often is that um it's every like I want to say it's every few weeks maybe once a month um the cadence is just out of whack um I, th- I think it's one time a month that we do like a happy hour where we talk about you know a little bit more personal not just work 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 mm-hmm. but my big oh, boss good. was like yeah it's it's nice because it helps build our our relationship up um and our big boss was like you know I I this remote work like it's really showed me that I, I can do my job anywhere and I don't really need an office and I told my boss like, you don't need to make me an office and I'm like see there you go I don't need to be in. And so I think it's going to be an easier play. Um, But I remember at one point when I was working, I got to work every other week, one day a week from home. And she said that it's a privilege. And so if, you know, if I got in trouble or if I, yeah, yeah. If I I made somebody upset or, or it didn't seem like I was good, then my privilege was revoked. So I got grounded back to work again. Going back to that analogy of a child. Yes. Yes, Treat it as if you are a child, not a professional, not a kick-ass, names woman, but a child. And it's frustrating because I, I can be a very direct person because I got a better I'm, I'm than not always here to shoot the shit with people. I just want to get my job done. I'm asking you a question and I'm not going to flower it with like, hey, how are you doing today? Well, so I just I just wanted to ask you if it's not too much trouble to do your fucking job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, I, and I can't say Preach. that. I, can't, I have to talk to people like so flowery and so kind. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get because an answer. if you don't. What happens? If I if I don't, then I get told that I'm unapproachable and I'm offensive and I'm mean and I'm rude. And I'm like, I what? Who who are you talking about? Me? Like, yes, I can be an. I didn't verbalize emojis at the end of my sentence. Yeah, I, I yeah, now have yeah. to use like happy faces and exclamation points, and I have to say, "Hey, good morning. How you doing? Hope you're doing well." And then I and I'm like, you know what? If people don't say hi, how you doing in the email to me, I'm not gonna cry. Exactly. But less for me to read. Yes, yeah. because you don't really care. You don't really care how I'm doing or how my cats are or, or how is a plant in the backyard faring in the weather. No, the, they're asking me a question. I'm giving them an answer. So it frustrates me when I have to sit there and baby grown ass adults. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that frustrates me is when a grown ass adult gets offended at me and instead of them coming to me, they yeah. go to my boss. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And so I had I had a conversation with my big boss one day. I'm like, look, I said, th- this is like two children fighting outside. Unless there's blood, there's no reason to go to mom and dad and complain. I, I remember said, saying to somebody one time, if I don't radiate sunshine out of my ass, uh-huh. that doesn't mean 
that, you know, I'm being aggressive. It just, it merely means sunshine doesn't happen to be radiating from my anus at this moment. Yeah. You know, well, it's, I, when I'm, everybody working, else can be clear and concise and, and it communicates yeah. succinctly and, mm-hmm. but I don't have the flowery or the hunched over shoulders to, you know, approach that. And I'm aggressive. And and I'm not a woman of color. No. (laughs) God help me. Like if I was. You you would be written up and or let go or reprimanded all the time. Yeah. Has that changed in your communication now with remote versus being there? So you don't have to add all that? I'm I'm still trying to make sure that I'm minding my P's and Q's because we are remote and this is a more sensitive time. I, I am still yeah. getting used to how that communication works. Yeah. yeah. So I write my email and then when I'm done writing my questions, I go back and add some enters and say, Hey, how you doing? Hope you're faring well. <laughs> and, and I'm just like making that my norm because I don't want somebody being like that, that girl, she's just so rude. And I'm like, no, I just opened up her ping and it was just to the point. Right. There was, was just no rainbows or butterflies. I didn't or see bubbles. a single exclamation point. <laughs> no emoji. <laughs> I thought yeah. I knew her. I, I totally get that though. Yeah. You know, and because you know, everybody's like rule. newly transitioning. And I have that, a that's tip for you, Chrissy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you put a smiley face at the end of anything you say, it could be the worst thing you could say to that person. Just toss a smiley face at the end and it'll make it okay. Dude, you are the master of that. I've seen I've seen that in action. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he can he could ping somebody like out like in in uh, you know, not just like a direct message, but like mm-hmm. out in a channel. Mm-hmm. smiley face at the end and everybody's like oh he's so funny i'm that I'm like, way oh my gosh i, I used can't to, believe y'all bought that i used to work at a sub shop my friend owned and um it was just my second job to make ends meet and you know working with the public and food service everybody needs to work in food service to maybe yes. get a little bit of i don't some sort of semblance of humanity in their life but anyway you know it, it always happens five minutes before close. Somebody inevitably walks in and you're like already half broken down. Like the oven's off. You can't preheat or heat up any more subs. Mm-hmm. And so I would turn people, I'm like, Hey, I'm happy to make your sandwich, but I'm going to make it to go. And it can't be warmed up because our ovens, they're already off and clean. And they're like, Oh no, no problem. And she says, you, you have a way of telling people to go fuck themselves and they act <laughs> like they won the lottery. <laughs> and and that's just like that I'm a customer service person. But when it comes to working in the environment that I'm in, I, it's not customer service. I'm here to do a job and you're here to do a job. You have answers and I have questions. And so I forget that I have to pretend like they won the lottery. I, I can't be like, hey, I just need this fucking answer. Can you? I have this question. Can you tell me how you do it? Tell me who to direct it to. I have to be like, how you doing? Oh, that's great. So look, I'm trying to learn what's going on and whose role does what. And could you help me out? Like, I have to be so fucking flowery and so kind. And it mostly is me, but sometimes I just want a fucking answer. And I don't want to sit here and have a 20-minute conversation about why your cat puked. I just don't care. I'm at an age where I I don't have that. For whatever reason, I've hit a wall in the last handful of months where I don't have that kind of time. I don't have that luxury of time. Mm -hmm, I have mm -hmm. things to accomplish and things Mm -hmm. to achieve. And if you're making me sit in an hour long meeting and you're saying things and it's redundant. I'm pissed. But, and I know we don't have webcams on with, you know, for everybody listening in the podcast, but we do here between the three of us, you know, Jay, if you noticed when she was speaking, 
the body language, the facial expressions and the infliction. It was the, the your chin was up and you were like the cheekbones were lifted and the eyes were up and around and around and around that, that childlike approach, you know, this, this, like, we have to put on this very, um, uh, you know, non-threatening kind of persona yeah. mm-hmm. in order to be heard because typically we, at some point we've all experienced when we don't do that. Well, fuck your bitch, you know, like I'm going to shut you down or just shut down the conversation entirely. But we do that. Like our body language will pull back even when we're mimicking that, you know, it's, it's this, uh, it's, there's so much that's bogged down on how we communicate Yeah, for all of us, not well, just women, but when I'm working, I have that resting bitch face. I'm focused. I'm I'm paying yeah, attention girl. to my screen. I'm not Get sitting it. here like with this big smile on my face. I'm not giddy that I'm doing. It's a job. I oh, have to do it. Focused, so yeah. Focused. And people at work, when I where I used to sit was just a cubicle with high walls, so I couldn't see anybody approaching me. And so I'm focused on work. And they ask me a question. And they're like, "Whoa, do I need to come back?" And I was like, "No, I'm just focused. If I know you're coming, I can sit there and be like, you know, happy face." Sad face. I can do that. I can be prepared. But if I don't know you're coming. monitoring your face. I have to. Because Uh. I don't sit there and smile at my desk and somebody comes ask me a question. They're scared. Like, whoa, do I, uh, a bad day? I'm like, why is it a bad day? I'm working. Your face is a Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. People who sit there with a smile on, I'm like, what kind of medicine are you taking? Yeah. And yeah. I have some. Yeah. There's something. Something's going on. I just wonder who they're plotting to kill at that moment. (laughs) Yeah, it, it's, it's, they're either dangerous or they're anesthetized. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, have they, but, speaking of tools, have they started, has your company added any kind of monitoring tools because they don't know that they can trust you or are they just going to look at the work oh, output? No. Go with that. Well, for me, no. For me, there are, there are no monitoring tools. We, oh, my, my boss and I use the OneNote and so she she does require of me to go in there and put comments and stuff and learn how things are going. And so be, because we're not in the office and I can't just go and stop by her desk, I do have to be careful about the conversations that I have in email, making sure that I'm recording it in OneNote so that she has answers because she's like, well, did you update OneNote? And I was like, well, um, I mean, I didn't have a I don't I'm waiting on an answer well I need to know uh, okay so now I've taken to I've emailed so-and-so on this date and I'm waiting for a response so that way she knows I've done something I I do have co-workers in another department and they actually do have task sheets that they have to fill out and I'm like I'm I'm sorry are we in high school are, are yeah. we I don't understand what you have to explain what you're doing you, your your work your deadlines are being met, but you still have to sit there and say, from 10 to 10.15, I checked my email and responded to six. From 10.15 to 10.45, I did, what? Why? You had talked about, though, that everybody kind of, you know, scrambling desktops, laptops, how can we segue these people? Oh, yeah. And, like, the IT department and data security. Oh, yes. Have you thought about, like, is there the possibility that software is in place to monitor um, yeah, I, they're, they're able to get into my computer whenever they feel like it. Like, so, um, I mean, even when we were at the company, an, an old coworker, she was, um, like the department admin and, you know, she's in everything and doing everything and knows everything. And she was like, Oh, oh, they're on my computer again. I can just, I can just tell that things are happening. And I'm like, maybe, maybe your computer's just thinking, but they, they can, if they needed to get into our computers at any time, it's, it's company property. We've all signed the agreement that basically knows that that we can't do shit on our computer and they'll track our IP address. So 
hackers love to break into our company and they have there have been quite a few phishing emails that are out there and so the poor it department bless her like they have to constantly put out things of like watch what you're opening watch who it's from if it looks like somebody that you know but you're not really sure call them email them teams them ask them did you send this before you open things and it's like we're grown-ass adults. Why are you reminding us to watch out for phishing scams? But that's because we have people who might be older in age, but they are not old in intelligence. So, yeah. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a- sure, I'm sure they monitor everybody's work, but there's three – There's I don't even know how many – we have thousands of associates – and I can't imagine them sitting there going, well, let's just log in and see what Chrissy's doing today. So I think my work speaks for itself that if things aren't getting done, that's the hard conversation. But things are getting done. Well, There's good. an article that came out earlier this week. So the CEO of Basecamp, uh, a tool that's oh, commonly yeah. used by mm-hmm, remote mm-hmm. teams. And they, first, if you're if anybody's looking for any kind of information about working remotely, Basecamp creates, they just generate a really great content, not clickbait really actionable content that you can kind of really look to. But um, what they had found was that all these like unexpectedly remote teams were installing, you know, this, this monitoring software that was what they Basecamp considered to be extremely unethical, but is not unusual for that good old boy mentality. People that, you know, teams that are, you know, leadership teams and C-suites that are still kind of segueing and trying to figure out this whole like remote thing. Mm -hmm. And it was fucking frightening. It was things like, you know, uh, not unusually monitoring software will take a, a screenshot of your of your screen every, you know, 15 seconds, that yeah, kind of thing. But then there were some that were described as taking people being required to leave their webcams on at all times. No. And then the software would take a screenshot of that person's face. But that was also where the social what? networking kind of took place. So the software would no. update their avatar to like the last like webcam photo that, that <laughs> they took. And that's what your co that's exactly what they described actually. Something with their finger up their nose. I would just pick my nose the entire time just be like, if this is what you want, this is what you're gonna get. I did I not say the same thing? Like I would be pretty tempted to do something pretty radical. You know, and but if we think about that mentality when everybody was still co-located to somebody that isn't familiar with remote work, like well, that might make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So like, oh, let's just install this like software. And, but the, the fact of the matter is when you're working remotely, yes, you have act, this is your machine. This is your computer, the, the companies. You have every right to, to monitor that. However, I am in my personal space. Like I can see right now because we have webcams on like what's behind you. That is not, your CEO's fucking business, what's behind you. I don't care exactly. if it compromises, you know, if it's not something that you would want to share, it still is 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 content that you need to be able to consent to sharing, you know, and yeah. bringing them and your company into your home, whether you have a designated workspace or a work office or you're in your family or whatever, you know, that kind of goes back to trust the hiring process. These are not children. These are professional adults that have careers. They're not working the, you know, the, the, you know, the register, mm-hmm. your first jobs, Chick-fil-A or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, these are these are people that are invested in the mission of, of that business. Yeah. Back the fuck off and trust them to do their business. Because really, like even you kind of described the 
checking in on OneNote. Well, did you, you know, put an update in OneNote? Did you do that? Did you do Okay, so let me find a stopping place. Yeah. And what I was doing. Yep. Shift my attention to OneNote. Yeah. Put in my, you know, obligatory update. Yep. And now shift my attention. And if you're any, it, well, I don't know that you're like me at all, but my my attention and my focus, I'm very guarded over any kind of break in that. It, it is going to, you know, just to take the wind out of my sails, and it's going to take me a little bit of while to, to kind of get that back again. So even that is still, you know, monitoring-ish yeah, or adjacent at least. But, you know, we're still eight weeks in, you know, for, for teams like yours. St- people are still trying to kind of like find their way through. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, that won't last and people will still, you know, be able to kind of not, I don't want to say like, you know, loosen the reins because I don't want there to be reins at all. If we're given the opportunity right. to be productive, Oh, we'll we'll knock your fucking socks off. Absolutely. But um, speaking of that, do you think that they're going to go back to the office as usual? Because I would think it'd be a huge cost savings for your company, based on what you've told me about that office building. For the, you know, if it weren't for the everybody. fact that they just put like a couple of million dollars into a brand new headquarters, that's open. That's not your all. problem. It's not. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not they can sell it and recoup it. Well, the the funny thing is that we'll still need it because our company is constantly growing and we have always had remote workers and we're going to continue having remote workers and they know this. So it's, you know, we're, we're just, we're closing, we're closing one of our buildings down because they, they didn't want to buy it. The lease is up, they're done. And so they're going to move those people to our existing headquarters and then move the people that are at the headquarters one and two to the new headquarters. The only irony of the whole situation is that we now have open concept in the new building and even though all these studies have been done like we thought it was supposed to be really good <laughs> they're finding out it's not it's not good take, take away the cubicles at a ping pong table and everybody's productive opposite no, no. is true it's <laughs> not you can't have you can't resting focus face nope when you don't have a cubicle no nope. do you mean i can't have that keg in the corner yeah. Oh, you totally can, but you're, you know, that doesn't mean you're yeah. going to be more productive. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, we, we, they're still kind of moving towards that direction, but now with this whole, this crappy virus going out, I have no idea what it's going to be moving like. in that direction. Bless their hearts. You know, Bless so, so hard. It's, God, it's going to be an interesting, I know that they're going to do kind of a slow trickle in to bring people back into the actual physical space. But um, right now, anybody who is not having difficulty at home, because there are some people who just, they don't have a good internet or they don't have a laptop or they don't have something and they would be better to be at the buildings. Thankfully, I have, we had a second monitor here. I had to just go buy an HDMI cord just to connect them. I've got an extra keyboard. I'm fine. But there are definitely people who are like, I don't have all of the ability to buy another monitor or. Let let them go back to the office and the Mm -hmm. people that don't need it can stay remote. They don't have to. Then in the future, they won't have to uh, lease more space. That's how I feel. I'm like, yeah. I'm I using bullshit on that though. We know yeah, the data tells us when you have somebody that's working on site, mm-hmm. whether the, the, the cost inferred is HVAC, water, whatever, it's thousands and thousands of dollars that they have to have in place to maintain that one person working there, as opposed to springing for the $150 hotspot for somebody that doesn't have internet yeah. or send them the 
fucking laptop for crying yeah. out loud. Spend a thousand bucks, get them a laptop, and be and done they're with happier, it. and they're more productive, yeah. and their quality of life is increased. It is, yeah. That, that's like that good old boy kind of mentality. That's where I, I am just like, you know what, y'all? Sorry to get offended, you got good old boy. <laughs> you know what? I didn't make it up. That, it, <laughs> but it's what it is. They, they would make you, deals over. That, you they make deals over that. handshakes, and and that's that's how they do. Oh, you'll do my business handshake. I'm like, I'm sorry, it's 2020. Handshakes are right. not a contractual obligation anymore. You should advocate not. for that change, there, Jay. Get you know, we need to stop saying "good old boy" because you know it's it it reinforces negative stereotypes, and it's gender based. It's an age thing. Untrue. It's an age thing. It is. It is. It totally is. You should probably take that up in your activism. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because I mean, because we we have vaginas, so we are not going to get very far with that fight. Well, but I've been told that I'm will, Larry David, so we will support you, know, you in that endeavor. I don't totally engage with people. We well, will hey, support it, you. It was only in 2004. That's right, 2004. That my company said women aren't required to wear pantyhose to work. Shut the fuck up. 2004. Oh. That's when they changed the dress code that women were not required to wear pantyhose. For our listeners, I wish you could all see the reaction that just washed across Kim's face. Yeah, that reaction was priceless, and I yeah. kind of saw where that was going to go, so I made sure to watch. But The fact that a corporation said, mm-hmm. we permit you to yes. be bare-legged, yes. I feel like you know what? Ridiculous. Yeah. There's a lot of things I want to say that, but um, so, okay. So you have been advocating to, to work remotely for a long time, as much as like two years that, you know, since, since that whole change happened, they're going to call you back in June. Yeah. Yeah, they are. You have, and sh- you, if you're not, you should be building a portfolio of all of the reasons why that's stupid. Yeah. So I mean, one of them is like that visibility with your with with leadership. So yeah. your direct supervisor, you have an open channel of communication, mm-hmm. which means that your your work is it, it's constantly kind of like in check. That that collaboration is ongoing. So your output, you're not having to like work on something and then check in. You know, make these changes or improvements or let's shift gears. It's this open channel. Yeah. So we already know that 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 is one of the benefits. Mm-hmm. So your personal benefit is is your commute. They don't give a shit about your community, yeah. unfortunately. I can tell you when I went remotely, when I started working remotely, the the my lack of commute, the, what I saved in gas at the time replaced almost oh yeah, exactly replaced my income working in the nonprofit sector, which is disgusting and doesn't say much for the <laughs> income made in the nonprofit sector. But yeah. So forget about your your it's a raise. Commute. It's a raise. I'm saving I- hundreds of dollars every month. When I went remote, it was like, what was like $5 a gallon or something when oh, it was wow. like got off at that moment. That's the only reason why I can see like, it, it yeah. like one cancel out the other. But right now, so we have, we have the supervisor, this, this open line of communication. How else are you going to make the case that you thought this was going to happen if I worked remotely? You know, you can only assume because they shut down the conversation, make the case for I ain't fucking coming back and you want to keep me because I'm badass. You know, I, I do feel that th- there have been times when I have worked past five. So my, my, my work hours are eight to five with an hour lunch. And so there have been times when 
and and even though I'm just by myself and nobody's here at five, it's quieter. And so I'm not getting pinged for conversations or distracted or emails coming through. And so I can kind of focus a little bit more on things that I just want to get done or right. I have to worry about traffic when I'm at work because there's a certain window. If I don't leave by at least like 10 after, I am screwed for my drive home here. I don't have a drive home. I am home. And so if it's five o'clock and I'm still kind of like in something and I'm focused and I'm driven to like get my thoughts out or whatever it is, I can just get it done. I don't take that time back necessarily. There might be days when I go for a walk at lunch and I might have taken a little bit longer than I needed to and I come back. And uh, so I might take like an hour and 10 minute lunch. I know. Don't tell my boss. Um, but you know, there, there are times when I've worked until six being home or I've, you know, I get this mentality of, of when I'm done eating breakfast or I'm in the morning, I'm like, eh, I'll just log in 10 minutes early. It's not a big deal. So I feel like they're getting more time out of me. More and, productivity. Yeah, but yeah. you're giving more time though. You're not, yeah. that's not productivity. That's you giving up more of your day and is so similar to what Jay and I have been saying when you come into remote work with a work ethic, mm-hmm. it's like, meh, I'll just like log in early or I'm in the zone. I'm feeling productive. I will continue on past. Mm-hmm. What you will find though, is that ultimately that is not healthy for you. No, and- I will not do it all the time. I, w- I won't because, it, it, and not even that I'm that old, but in, in the history of my, my work, I've, I've been with this company now for 13 years with a, a two-year gap, and I've done several other things. I am 100% replaceable. So me working a 60-hour week when I'm only paid for 40 is not going to make them keep me. They're, I do my 40 hours. There are weeks that I do maybe 45, and there are weeks that I do maybe 35, you know, it's a so you do feel like it is, a, it is in a balance. Then. Yeah, it's in a balance. I don't always overwork. That is though. an easy trap to fall into. Right. I, I have done it where. Same here. You know, yeah. Working remotely, it's, it's, it's sometimes, depending on your role, it's difficult to be able to show your work. You know, Especially if you're like your a salary and not hourly. Yeah. And when you're yeah. customer facing and you're not creating like tangible, like digital assets, like videos or whatever. It's, it's difficult to demonstrate I've earned my keep. And one of the, that's exactly where I fell in. Like I, what do I have to show? Like my networking, I can't show you my networking. I can't show you the relationship building that I accomplished in, in this period of time. So I would I work well into the night mm-hmm. because I felt like I needed to have that tangible, you know, evidence that I have put in that time to earn my keep. Yeah. But that's, and it, if you ever have the opportunity to work with somebody that, that doesn't have that, that background where they haven't worked remotely, mm-hmm. you'll find it very different where, you know, Jay and I have worked with people that have, they came out of college, you know, usually from the, you know, in, into the tech sector, mm-hmm. first job where, you know, nine o'clock, you know, or, or they don't have to log in and they can work asynchronously because they don't you know need to have communication with people ongoing mm-hmm. or halfway through the day. They're like, Hey guys, I'm gonna be offline for a little bit. I'm gonna go get a haircut. Yes. And the, the rest of us that have this, like, yes. like this, like, <laughs> like we're we're power walking to the kitchen to hear yeah. oatmeal, and we're like, like yeah. power walking back. I'm gonna get yeah. lunch real quick, and you're back in five minutes. Like, uh, that's not a lunch. That's not lunch. Yeah. Oh well, you it, know, it's okay. But it, that, right. it is a 
common phenomenon yeah. that happens working remotely. You're Although the, sensitive about showing your worth because it's like, oh, I'm working remotely. Man, I don't want to make them think that I'm not doing my job. So yeah. I'm going to do extra. That's the danger. You got to, that's like what Kim said. Yeah. And all of that content that's out there right now is, is around things like have a designated workspace, close the door after work, you know, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't speak to that experience that there is an insecurity that comes with working working remotely. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the the current, like the wave of the unexpected remote are going to feel the same way. But those of us that kind of came to it, you know, from other sectors and entered the tech sector working remotely, there's a common phenomena that you're just convinced that you're going to be fired. Yeah. You just do. It I'm, happens I'm all still taking time. my hour lunches because I am slated to work from eight to five with an hour lunch. And so I go anywhere between, it depends on if I have a meeting at one or later, I go and I, I log off about 1130 or 12. I take a walk around my neighborhood for 30 minutes. I come back and I eat. And then I look at the clock and I'm like, all right, time to get back to work because I'm being paid for 40 hours. I'm not being paid for 60. I'm not being paid for more than. Damn, I'm so fucking you know? jealous. What was the yeah. last time I was like, I'm taking off for an hour for lunch. Yeah, like I, I'm I doing still, it. I still have that because I didn't have that unexpected Hard. remote experience where the expectation was is that I stopped working for an hour. You know, it was that it was just very ambiguous. You know, at, at the beginning, I I don't know. I I've never I you know I've run to the pharmacy and but it's been with you know paying my CEO like hey, yeah. I am going to be ducking out for a few minutes. I'm going to be like right back, you know, with this like 20 minutes of your time and you feel like you have to to account for it. Like, I'm so sorry. I had, I, I got the parking lot was so full. I couldn't find a parking spot. Yeah. I thought it was going to be 20, but I'm so sorry. And it's like, I just um, did that because I went to the pharmacy and there was a line outside and I couldn't get in. I, oh, I was like, oh my God, there was first time there was like a line to get in there because they're only letting one person in the pharmacy. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, what an idiot. I work yeah. for a company where we have a responsible time off policy, which means I don't, I have unlimited time off that I can take. None of us fucking take it. No. You know, and yeah. even leaving to the pharmacy, I come back apologetically, which is such a fucking shame. Stop but doing Jay, that. Stop doing that. You, I, Stop, Stop doing that. Damn it. But did you ever have that? Like, so w- when I first started with the, with the company that you and I both worked for, this unusual, like, I just... I'm sure that they hate me. They're just, they're going to fire me. And oh, I felt yeah. like that for like a long time. I still have I was that. just like <laughs> waiting for this shoot to go. Well, it wasn't until I read, and it might have been the CEO of Basecamp. I can't remember. Um, or it might have been the, the ebook that's posted on the weworkremotely.com website. Somebody specifically referenced this phenomena of, of that exactly. I was like, oh, oh, okay. This is something that, you know, those of us that don't have this background working remotely experience, did you have that? Or you said you're still, I still have those feelings. It's like, Oh man, you know, like I'll take, Oh, I'm going to go to lunch, but it's like, okay, well I'm the only one on right now. So what if the shit hits the fan and there's all these emails and the system's down for some reason, I better, no, I better not take, I better check in. Let me just check in real quick and see, so you never really have that break. So sometimes I still fall victim to that. Other times I'm like, you know what? No, I get my lunch break. It's not going to be the end of the I world. I have never so. once seen you say, no, they'll be okay. You and I have worked worked together for several <clears throat> yeah. years. And then you and I were specifically on projects, just you and I together for a very long time. It wasn't for like a few months into the project, I found 
that you were multitasking. At the same time, working on this project, you're also, you know, covering this other role. I still do that. I still do that in our, in our dev yeah. meetings. I'm still working the queue for the tickets that come in, and I should. Well, the dev meetings—they're not talking about anything meaningful, so. But no, they, every, <laughs> but I've been caught on that because they'll ask me a question, and I'm like, like wait, what? "Oh shit! What did he say? What are they talking about?" And I'll just have to use the. You know, you cut out right there. I'm sorry. What What was the question? I cut out for oh, the last ten minutes. Shady bastard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we've run Jay. Like, we've co-facilitated webinars together, and you're holding down a queue at the same time that you're holding down like a right. Q and A, like in a webinar. You know, but it doesn't. Well, I mean, I, I could be totally wrong. I never imagined that that came from a place of I want to show my work. I always got that it yeah. came from a place of if I don't do it, it's going to fall on my colleagues exactly. and you know, a team that, that you and I you both care a lot about that yeah. you didn't want to fall on, on to them. Because the tickets will be there in the morning for the person that comes in and I don't want them to have 30 tickets when they would have only had maybe five or 10. But at the and end of the day, don't you think that you're so this is the problem that we have. I have a couple of friends, like like I said, the one that's in the IT and there's another one. And it's like, you know, but if you keep go stepping in and making it not so bad, then you're just giving that company a reason not to hire that body that you That's exactly it. Ooh, you just got called you know? out. Because no, that's exactly it. They need to know that they're going to get 30 fucking tickets in the morning and not 20 because Jay is such a kind and loving soul who wants to take off those 10. If you if you keep stepping in and and catching these things so that your poor innocent counterpart doesn't have to deal with it, then then nobody's going to realize how bad it is. You don't even know how, how true much that you is. <laughs> how many times did you hear me say things like, if we keep running interference, and I yep. said it during the last yep. podcast, and I'll say it again, if yep. we keep running interference for the product manager who is rolling out shit that the support team isn't prepared to yep. support, yep. we are not giving yeah. visibility to that problem. Therefore it will you sound just like her right now. <laughs> like that's exactly what, well, you just said it apparently said it better than I ever did because he just had a light bulb moment and I had been saying it for years and I, no, no, I, you I know, heard you. I've heard you. Oh, heard you, you know. Now he hears you. me. <laughs> we need, we need you. <laughs> I have to treat our guest kinder. Uh, I want her to come back sometime. Definitely. So, you know, yeah, we you know we no, had a conversation kidding, with my, my old coworker when she got she was offered a, a position to manage a new department within within the IT world, and she was struggling because she's like, well, what do I do? Because you know in this department, and and we just hired this person, and they got so frustrated that they quit, and now all the stuff that they did, I had to do it again, and I was like, get out of this department. I yeah. I am very loyal to my company to a fault. I am yeah. I am loyal enough that I will stay in a position that I do not enjoy because I feel bad if I left and then who would do this? I'm the only one that really knows how to do this or who to talk to or what to do. And it's like, you know what? We'll, we'll call her Barbara. And it's like, come on, Barbara, apply for that job. They they literally approached her and said, "Well, we're going to we want to give you this job. You have to interview for it, but we want to give it to you." So please. And she lamented for, for weeks about, well, I don't, should I, I don't, I don't know, but what about this department? I was like, what has that department done for you? 
Other than than keeping you up in the middle, literally in the middle of the night, she would get phone calls. She's had to, she had to carry three cell phones, her personal phone. That's just dumb right there. People at NASA aren't carrying cell phones. I'm like, I'm like, come on. If you are, if you are so damn important to this company, why aren't you making a million dollars? You're going to totally reflect that. You know, like that's what I, and that's, and I joke about that with my coworker too, of like, I'm, this is my pay grade. My pay grade is 40 hours. That's it. That's what you're getting from me. And sometimes you'll get a little bit more because I do want my company to succeed. I do love what I do. You're pulled into that mission. Yeah. yeah. I I am brainwashed into it and I enjoy it. And it's not brainwashing. I was like, like, you know, you support that mission. You, you want to see the company succeed. You're, you know, you, you have buy it. Buy. Oh yeah! Exactly. I mean, that's it. Oh no, yeah. I'm not you gonna know? quit my job. You're a oh, liar. Oh yeah, I would in a heartbeat. <laughs> I, yeah. I will. You can keep my cell phone, and you can call me when you have questions that you know I know the answer to. But I'm done. If I win the lottery tomorrow, you're getting a two minute notice, not a two week, not a month. I'm not training anybody else. But if you need to call me and ask a question, I'll answer it. But I'm done. So I'm not older. So she took the new position. And her. then she worked both jobs for a few oh. months. And I'm like, what are you doing? Let go. Cut oh the God, cord. Yeah. And so now she's, she's done with that. And I'm like, you have to let them realize what an asset you were. And they treated you like crap. N- not, not purposefully. If they don't feel the pain point, yeah. they will not provide the solution. Exactly. And again, if they don't know they have 30 tickets every day to deal with, then they're never going to know how short staffed they are or they're never going to know just how bad that maybe that person needs that challenge of completing 30 tickets right away. You're making it, you know what? You're not being fair to that person. They can lift lift more. You are robbing them of that growth opportunity. This person used to deal with 60 tickets a day because she was like there from the beginning. Well, then let her deal with 30. Well, then she doesn't feel those. She would. And that's why that would have to be a collective effort because that team would have to be like, I can't tackle 60 tickets because it's it's the C-suite that needs to understand. Yeah. What, they are hiring to, more. To scale. So it's not like they don't see it and they don't yeah, see we'll the need. See. But what's funny about that whole, this whole conversation we're having and about, oh, you just got to let them see the need is I was this exact same way in my previous job, which was, uh, it was a government agency. You know, when you answer the phone, you know, lives are on the line, mm-hmm. but people would, juggle these different phone calls coming in and they would try to answer them when they would ring more than two or three times. And I'd say, stop doing that. You're going to put yourself into a grave literally because that's what stress does to you. And you're not doing this third person's call any good by you answering when you're not giving them full attention. Well, somebody has to answer. And I go, that's the job of management to staff this place. It's not your job to answer every call that comes in because you can't save everybody anyway. Harsh as it may seem, you cannot save everybody. Now, now say that to yourself, though. So you can't. Well, I understand that. Yeah. No, I don't want to pass them on to my coworkers and bad things are going to happen. Then you have to kind of. No, how, I, how does that play out in that remote setting? No, I understand that. It's just, you know. The it's hard to let go because so. you're a good person and you have that work ethic and, and you're driven to just, you 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 want to help the next person as much as possible. But at the hey, end of the day, you're only one person. 
when did the topic change from remote work to attack Jay? What's the deal here? Um, I think about ten minutes oh. ago it shifted yeah. over to <laughs> yeah. um, attack Jay mode. So you're welcome. You're you're, you're <laughs> yeah. prone to you know multitasking, but yeah. kind of oh, so, so going back. So I think what would be really interesting to a lot of people because a lot of people are finding themselves unexpectedly remote and yes. are waking up to this idea that it you know, like so I will if somebody asks me like oh well, how do you like working remotely. I very easily, without skipping a beat, will tell them nothing else makes sense to me. I, I, I would not go back to not working remotely because w- why? Couldn't do it. Why would, I, why would I do that? So the unexpected remote, having, you know, knowing that at some point they're going to call everybody back to the office and you being in this very unique position that you've been advocating to work remotely for quite a while, yep. state that what, what is the platform that you're going to build on? How now, build build this case around that? Why the the people that would, that make that decision would say, "Oh yeah, that totally makes sense. You should totally work remotely." You know, I'm just gonna say I I just feel more connected and I feel more driven to to get the answers. Um, I'm I've always been a big fan of dark in their doorstep, which my old boss taught me. It's like you know if they're not answering the phone calls or the emails, go to them. And I can't go to them right now, but what I can do is I can Teams them and I can message them. And I I actually feel like I get a lot better response with the people that I have to have questions asked to because they're sitting at their computer. You know that if if they're on break, yeah, I don't have that awkward, like, let me, well, let me just walk by their office. And if they're there, I'll stop by, you know, it's, I, I will I will shoot them a message. I shoot my coworkers like, hey, I've got some questions about this project. When you get a moment, give me a buzz or let me know. And then I feel like I can connect with them a lot quicker because I'm not interrupting their call. They can get my message when they're able to. And and I don't I just I don't know. I I will be saying to them, I'm willing to come in for meetings that require face-to-face, but if the last, however long this takes, the last three months show, most of what we do, we're going to present on a computer screen anyway. I'm not physically showing you a copy of anything. So the purpose of me being physically in the room doesn't make sense. Did you know that this was really funny that I always thought was weird? We'd have a big meeting in a room of like, let's say there's 30 people that were invited to the meeting, more than half of those people, and all of them are physically present, would sit at their desk and teams into the meeting that was on site. <laughs> and I'm like, aren't you, isn't, you're like, right, can't you just walk <laughs> in this yeah. room? Yeah, like they're on the floor, they're only maybe a hundred steps from the office, but they're still teamsing into the meeting that they could be physically present for. So so in reality, so you had said, you know, I will come in, you know, I, I will be on site for meetings that are required for face to face. What, what meetings really genuinely none, require face to face? None, none. Mm-mm. Well, okay. So when we get physical product in that we need to review and look at and touch and feel and put a label on to see how branding. Yeah. I could see having a meeting for that, but that's not something that we do a lot. Um, Our designer who creates all the packaging for all of our brands lives in Ohio. And so she's never physically present for any of that. So when you say like that a lot, like monthly, weekly, quarterly? um, Maybe quarterly. 
Like, oh wow. So maybe maybe four times a year, maybe four to six times per year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. yeah. We, there's just not a lot. I go that, in on site to watch it on a screen from Ohio. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. No, well, no. She actually comes in maybe twice a year to physically see things. Other than that, it's all online. And sometimes they get the product small enough. Like we had some like commodities that were our every, the everyday person could use. We mailed her a little gift package just to kind of show her, like, hey, this is what your product looks like. This is all all. Of the labels and the things that you made, now you get to see it in person. But you know, if it's a big, you know, toilet, we're not going to send a toilet to her. Nobody's, they're not going to toilet want to a me. toilet. She might she, want. You know, I might want a toilet. Does I'm it have open. a bidet attachment. If it has a bidet, I'm all over it. Yeah. Well, you know, those bidets, man, everybody's like, well, I'm making fun of you for buying God a bidet. Who's laughing now? Although I don't have one, but my coworker, you. yeah, my coworker was like, y'all yeah. laughed at me when I got this bidet back in January. Who's laughing now? We got our bidet exactly. like three years ago. It was like $45 on Amazon. No electricity yeah. hookup or anything. Mm-hmm. God bless it. Oh, yeah. You can we get them anywhere from bidet. 50 bucks to 500 It's ridiculous. Yeah. Everybody else is out spending like $150 on like toilet paper. I'm at home with my bidet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, so, okay. So, it's, you know. Bringing it, it all together. Yep. 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 Wrapping you it know, up. So, so the, the previously... You you just kind of made like a closed door. There wasn't even really like a conversation. Like, hey, I want to go remote. No, no, yeah. Not it, even here. Like you being able to state the case, but now you find yourself in a situation where you're already remote. Yeah, might be tough to shut down that conversation in the same way. But again, unprecedented times. It is. But I gotta find more fucking way of saying that. Fact but, you know, that my big boss that. mentioned that he could work anywhere and that remote is fine. I think that it's going to trickle down. Yeah, exactly. It's I'm going to be like, hey, remember when Big Boss said that he 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 told his boss, "Don't build me an office. It's not necessary. I, I can work on a table." Remember when he said that? Like. There is no reason that I have to be present. The only reason to be present is like when we get our literature that we've made in and I can look at it and I can feel it and I can make sure things look okay. But, but what you want to build is the case point. of why you should not be present. I don't not a case of why you don't need to be present, but why you should not be. I am so we as have things effective like, at home as I am in the not office. Not as effective, I'm you more, are more effective. Yeah. effective. You need to build the other side, you know, opposite side of the same coin, build that case. You're not as effective. You are more productive. You are more effective. The the lines of communication are open. You know, the start documenting that. Makes sense. You know, yeah. really start paying attention to how much real estate is cleared up in your in your your logic, your way of thinking. Mm-hmm how you're able to devote that energy because that cubicle with resting focus face, mm-hmm. you know, you, <laughs> I like don't that ha- resting focus face. Yeah, that's I like that. Is. You know, that that's not compromised, you know, because even though you, you, and I only know this because I, I worked at a different place in our house before. So our family room and my kids were, were Oh, I'm like little kids running around. But when I moved in, so our son, he's a, a, a firefighter in uh, Philadelphia when he moved out and I took over his room and turned it into an office, it wasn't until I got here that I realized how much I lost focus wise, just anticipating that somebody was going to interrupt me. Yeah. 
I would hear like footsteps through the house and I would just unintentionally kind of like find a stopping place in whatever I was doing. Mm-hmm. Anticipating someone would come around the corner like, hey, mom, just, you know, what did you want to do for dinner or whatever? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got up here, you know, to my office and closed the door that I realized when I'm able to shut that off, like you, you know, with your back to the opening of your cubicle, resting focus face kind of happening, still you had this subconscious, you know, uh, investment in what was going on behind you. Somebody's going to duck in or, or whatever, like, oh, like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like, should I come back later? Even though, you know, that was their thing, you still anticipated somebody kind of coming around that corner. Start to pay attention and become conscious of the, the ways that your focus and your badassedness is not interrupted yeah. by being in a co-located space. So yes, the, the commute for you personally, God, such a, you need, it's girl, you need to get that back. You will not understand how valuable that is until the first snow falls. And you'll be like, Oh God, I am so glad I don't have to go out in that. That's for you personally, but build that case for that company. Not just, I am as effective. So you should grant me the privilege of being home, mm-hmm. but I'm kicking ass and taking names and I will kick more ass and take more names. If I'm able to sit the fuck home and stop dealing with your bullshit, like in your office, you know, your, your time, your space, your focus is ridiculously valuable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's not until you're able to kind of move out of that space and into a remote working environment that you're able to realize how much real estate that took up. Yeah. Um, You're right. And it it is so valuable. I don't, I'm not as distracted. Now I am distracted because I have cats, uh, but let's not talk about that. That's but, kind of the best. But I, I can, I can focus. I can focus more. Um, you know, I, I used to be downstairs on the dining room table before we finally made this space an office and bought a desk. And the difference between even just like you said, being down there versus being up here down there, I'm sitting, you know, 10 feet from the pantry and I'm always hungry, but I'm not, you know, so I was always doing stuff, but now I'm in an office. This is where I come to work. I have my literature over here. I've got my pen and my notepads. I've got everything set up. I've got a new chair. I, I really have this focus now. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't have focus at work, but I'm also not getting up and talking with people. I'm not getting distracted with, you know, conversations that don't have anything to do with the price of team. Yeah. Or anticipating possible yeah. conversations. I'm not hearing things because I, I love listening to people. And although me and my coworkers sit off a beaten path, there's still enough activity going by that you kind of hear things and then you're like, oh, I need to know about this juicy office gossip or, you know, whatever it is. Now, I don't care. I'm going to sit here and do my work. I'm going to write my articles. I'm going to do my story. You're kicking ass. You're taking yeah. names. I'm, I'm, I just feel like I'm more connected. I've had so many more conversations with coworkers about Hey, how does my department affect your department? And what am I supposed to do with you? And then who's going here? And I'm, I am learned so much more about all the different departments and, and what they're doing and who's responsible for what. And I'm getting a lot more answers than I would have there because I'm not trying to chase people around and be like, hey, do you know where, where Susan sits? Do you, do you know where James yeah. sits? Or apologizing for taking up space yeah. when you want to approach that. Yeah. Get, an understanding that is such a it, that is a common occurrence mm-hmm. that we all kind of say like this that cross collaboration that takes place that that surprises all of us that we like oh yeah I'm going to start working remotely I might feel isolated but what we find out is that the collaboration is it far exceeds that is when we were co-located yes. document that 
that your understanding of the incentives and the goals of other departments, how they differ from your own and how the the, the organizations within the company can support each other in reaching those goals, that you want to document that when you state the case, you're not stating I am as good as, therefore grant me the privilege. Like you're a fucking idiot if you don't support that. And here's all of the reasons why. And I'm don't, happier. Uh, <laughs> I'm don't happier. forget to add the smiley face at the end so they understand yes. it's a, everything's okay. Yeah, don't forget that emoji. Smiley sunshine, face. Sunshine out of the ass, radiating, yeah. make sure you Rainbow have it there. Rainbow font. Yeah, so th- yeah. this has been great. Chrissy, thanks for joining us. And Anytime. Great getting your perspective. And yeah. uh, I think we, we need to have you back, too, once it gets everything starts getting kind of back to normal, I guess, if it ever really does. I want to talk to you in nine weeks when you're yeah. working remotely. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, we want to get a yep. we want to get an update and see how things are going. But if For you'll sure. come back anyway. Absolutely. Well, yeah. thanks, guys. This is yeah, fun and usual. You. Always yeah, good to see you, Kim. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Unofficial Remote Podcast with your hosts, Jeff and Kim. And if you want even more Unofficial Remote, be sure to subscribe and head over to unofficialremote.com. That's all for this episode. Please stay safe and see you next time.